So I figured out a way to whore myself out and make some money during, you know, all this uh, working on the internet. Thing. It's been a while since you worked the streets. <laughs> and, uh... So obviously being an automotive mechanic doesn't translate well oh, yeah. to like working at home. You know, right, right. My, my current profession, not my past. Yeah, life. A, lot, a lot of us. I mean, I'm, I, uh, I've been working from home every other, yeah, every other, every day, from, every yeah, other day, you're yeah. keeping up the forty hours, every right? other day. So, anyways, I'm yeah, working from home. So I, I don't know how to monetarily make it work, but I figure I could do like an online mechanic thing. Okay, like you know, first fifteen minutes or first thirty minutes is like twenty bucks, and then every minute after that's like twenty cents or something like that. Like as long as you keep me on the line, and it'll be like a video thing where it's like, you know. On your like you're on your phone. It's like, all right, where are you stuck? Point your phone at it. Okay, no, point your phone the camera a little bit to the right, a little bit. Okay, yeah, see right there. There's a hidden bolt there. You're gonna need like a T6 uh, Torx, and you're gonna need like a three inch extension. And that thing's gonna be a motherfucker, but you'll get it. And then to get it back in, you might have to like notch that little piece a little bit. It's a little like trick, but you'll get it back in there. Boom, done. The funny thing is, you just said all this, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I would, I would need that service. Like, I would need that because, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you know, a lot of some garages have shut down. Some of them are like, or you just don't want to go to a garage or or something, you know, mm-hmm. with everything going on. But it's like, so I don't know how I'd pay for it except for maybe like log into one of those like amateur porn sites and like make an account. Yeah, and then somehow ever like because so, I don't know the logistics of like getting the payments. So it could be like get one of those cam girl accounts where it's like stripping by the minute. But be like an automotive repair <laughs> by the minute, like on their website. So it's like, so to reach me, you're gonna have to go to like Pornhub or something to like get me. But it is it's, a mechanic service. I'm it not, will work, <laughs> and it will show up on your account as a random charge. So you won't have to explain it, even though it's completely legit to your significant other. <laughs> that is actually if they've already got the system set up, why reinvent the wheel? Exactly. Right there. I, yeah. I think this is a solid plan. <laughs> We'll see how it works. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beer welcome and Bible. Welcome to Beer and Bible. Uh. <laughs> All right. Or maybe I could piggyback it off the Beer and Bible thing. So, like, you go to Beer and Bible, mm-hmm. it takes you to a porn site, and then you get your car fixed. I'm really excited <laughs> about this idea of explaining to people that they're having a, a Bible website. Like, oh, click here it's like for Facebook, Bible study. Twitter, click here Instagram, for porn. porn. Like, wait, what? What? <laughs> Pastor calls us. Hey, so I noticed you got a porn link on the bottom. Oh yeah, Chris is doing uh, automotive mechanics online, but that's the only way we can figure out how to pay for it. Oh, okay, yeah. I just that makes sense. Yeah, right. yeah. The, cool no, guys. Like no, <laughs> end of discussion. <laughs> um. All right. So welcome to Beer and Bible. Uh, I'm Neil, and I do a lot of. They know I'm actually stripping. And the I, automotive things just to cover it. Well, it's hey, like I can tell you how to you fix your car, or I can like take my shirt off. What? Do you, Give, Whichever, as, as long as you're giving both rates, <laughs> both, rates. both rates, like depending. It's like, actually cheaper road, for me road. to strip, and like I charge more to fix your car. <laughs> uh, all right, nobody wants to pay for that. Again, I mean, unless the, you do, hit us up on beerandbible.com. <laughs> slide into our DMs. Slide, yes, damn it, Neil. All right, uh, oh, for the third time, fuck. welcome to Beer and Bible. Uh, I am Neil. I am mostly clothed most of the time. Um, I, if you start throwing out some larger numbers, we'll discuss. But in the meantime, I'm going to do. Joke. I'm going to do. Uh, I do the research. Um, uh. And uh, this is as much of online service as I've been giving right now. Um, and so I, I do the research and I just try and help confuse everybody and explain more of the Bible and different ideas and interpretations, so on and so forth. So that's my job. And this is Chris, the high functioning resident alcoholic and um, super high functioning. And uh, 
uh, official Bible reader mm-hmm. and soon to be internet sensation. Check him out. <laughs> yeah, you, you met him first at a on a Bible store. <laughs> Where'd you get your start? You know, you're from now on Howard Stern, or it'll be like Howard Stern's head in a jar, like Futurama. <laughs> yeah. How'd you get your start? Well, actually, I was doing this beer and Bible podcast, this religious podcast, and then it just it went into stripping from there. I was supposed to be fixing cars, but you know, one thing led to another, and fucking like here I am. It is, it is millionaire. The... <laughs> I could see Stacy too, be like, I don't give a fuck as long as we like. As long as this house is paid for, like, yeah, and you're coming home to me. <laughs> it's a slow descent from Bible study to stripping. To it's shaking her head. It's just bad. I mean, um, God's got me ho- putting my wiener on the internet now. But we make the money. I don't know. All right. <laughs> it's not as sexy when you say wiener. No. <laughs> that's that's why I'm I'm team penis. Uh, so, no, uh, we have no. We have this this ongoing debate about what, when you have a young child. A son, what should it start out? What should I call my son's member? Yeah, because you, it's like it's it's still innocent, but he's always playing with it. Got it out. Different things. I don't want him to be a sexual like deviant when he gets older. Yeah. So I tell put your. It's always been wiener. Put your wiener away. Stop. Don't touch your wiener. Go to your room. We've done this thing where his safe space is his room. Yeah. If he listens to this, like. 15 years from now, he's going to be very embarrassed. But it's every kid. Every guy I've talked yeah. to is like, my son does the same fucking thing. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so, but Stacy's like, no, it's a penis. I'm like, well, I don't want to be in the middle of the grocery store. And I told him to put his wiener away. And he's saying, no, dad, it's a penis. And just yelling penis, penis, penis with all these like, like people around. Like, it just I, seems more innocent. It must be my upbringing, but I'm, I'm team penis. I'm with, with Stacy on this one. I, sorry. I'm standing on, well, when well when we're both hanging out of the grocery store, Ryder whips his thing out. You can call it a penis. I, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, put away your your sign of the covenant, Ryder. Chris, tell your son to put his penis away. I'm, no, you tell him, Neil. <laughs> this is gonna be it's weird, not my place. But I don't want to be Uncle Neil is telling me to put my penis away because yeah. I feel like I don't want to put my penis away, Uncle Neil. <laughs> I'll just yeah, walk away is... <laughs> and let society work it out. <laughs> Uh, what? Ha- how'd you get into stripping, Chris? Well, uh, I was in a Bible podcast. He got arrested. Isn't that how everybody starts? <laughs> we have not gotten anywhere close to starting. Okay, okay. This Bible so anyway, lesson. we're doing Jesus we're doing shit Jesus. tonight. Yeah, come on, come on, Neil, get your head. In All right. Game. So we are in the book of Matthew. Matthew is uh, it's a book about Jesus, and it, it, a lot of it is covering. Um, some people think that it's a gospel or a biography of Jesus, kind of written towards the Jewish people to better explain. Um, these Matthew's ideas of who Jesus is and that he is the Messiah that they've been waiting for. Some people think it's a discipleship manu- manual. Um, some people think it was just a good story. Some people think it's Matthew's second uh, story of Jesus. Hmm. Anyways, so uh, he has been talking about this. Uh, he says that Jesus, his introduction about Jesus has been that Jesus... We should start with previously on previously. Beer and Bible. So Jesus has been talking about the kingdom of heaven, and then we get to this point where we have to explain what is the kingdom of heaven. And this section is called the uh, the Sermon on the Mount. He gets up there and he starts off with, "Here's what the members of this uh, of the kingdom of heaven look like," and he goes through all that. And then he we had an introduction where he talks about being salt and light. Listen to, to the podcast from two weeks ago if you've already done that. High five! I'm giving. I actually gave a high five. I don't know why you can't see it, but I gave you. A I high like five. it. I'm gonna do it too. Double high five. So lots of high five. Awesome. Thank you for listening to that. And then what we do? He's that's part of an introduction where he's saying. Uh, you need to be salt and light. So if he's going to say you need to be salt and light, again, listen to what that, like, salt and light, what do you It'll mean? It'll explain everything. It'll, yeah. 
Um, it'll leave you really confused. But now if he says, you need to be salt and light, he now needs to describe that. Now, we're like, it'll explain just as much as the rest of the episodes you've listened to. So I just fucking turns it off. He goes and jumps out of a window. <laughs> it's it's wonderfully confusing. <laughs> I don't blame us for making it confusing. I blame Jesus for making it confusing. Yeah. He's the one who said all this stuff and didn't. Yeah. Like, then Matthew wrote it down. Matthew walks away. He's like, hey, do you want to write some helps or like a, a guide, a user's manual to your book? Nah. No, nah, no, nah, man. I'm happy with that. You, you're good. Um, so then cool. we got this next uh, this next section. So we are about to go. The way that Matthew's got it set up is, he, as I said earlier, he mentions here is what the people of, of the kingdom of heaven look like. Then he gives an introduction of you need to be salt and light. And then uh, he has got to explain this. Now, a lot of Christianity is very different from Judaism. So part of what he's going to be doing is kind of giving a response to some of the uh, Jewish expectations, or some people think that that Christianity has left Judaism at the time. So we have this little section about what are what are Jesus' teachings before we get into the teachings. It's kind of like a, a caveat or a now before we get into this, or here's what I'm not saying. It's like lube in the saying. crowd, like yeah. kind of warming them up. Yeah, and and also if you're reading this for the first time, if you are a Jewish reader and you know that um, uh, so the, the Jewish people have a, a law, Torah, and you, you might hear things like, okay, don't eat pork. Don't eat these things. But then you have a lot of Christians that are enjoying the bacon cheeseburgers. Um, there's going to be a section. So we need to talk about that and kind of define that, whether um, the Matthean idea of Jesus, Matthew's take on Jesus, is either eat all the bacon you want or don't eat the bacon, and, and trying to understand where that's coming from. And uh, that might be me oversimplifying it, but what I want to do is uh, highlight the importance of this section tonight being uh, – um, vital before jesus moves into the rest so of is it like he's setting up like his street cred kind of right yeah now? being like like yeah i'm not a random guy like i live in this i understand it like yeah he's not just some dudes like who's this outsider coming up saying all this like new shit like no, no no i got the i know the roots yes and this is i'm gonna build on it so with all that said uh, i will give you a heads up tonight i actually have no notes in front of me usually i try and keep some stuff in front of me free balling so it. this is gonna be yep it's gonna be <laughs> free teach like Word of what spoken word, spoken teaching? I don't know. Anyways, free verse. All right. Um Free Bird. So we're starting in chapter five, verse seventeen. Chapter five, verse seventeen. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to tr oh, I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Dun, dun, dun. Boom. Okay. Start with the light shit, right? So, uh, once again, he, he has got to come and, and confront these people. Now, there is some people believe there's this Jewish phrase that uh, when somebody has taught something contrary to the Bible or taken the inappropriate spin on it, you're slammed back to that person to be like, you have abolished the law. So, like, the law is what the Jewish people let love. Me, yeah, like, let me, let me uh, yeah. correct me at any point if I say something wrong here. All right, so... We, if you're like standard issue, like grew up in the church, you're like, yeah, the 10 things, um, uh, don't like, uh, honor, honor your father and mother, like don't say the Lord's name in vain, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Don't kill people. Don't like do butt stuff. It's like a whole list of mm -hmm. things. I don't think the butt stuff's in there. But, no, it's yeah, not in there. It, but it, well, it, in the Southwest Virginia, I'm sure. It yeah. Is. But uh, <laughs> so the, in Leviticus, down in the Old Testament, the Jewish law is 613. 613. That's their law. So it's yeah. like, you know, nobody ever mentions all those extras. So anyway, when we're talking about the law, that's the whole thing, right? That's yes. not just those, that's just not those pretty poster tin that you can put on a bumper sticker. It's the 
613 is what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. And so if, if what would happen is you have all these different teachers, just like we have different churches that have different beliefs and teaching, uh, kind of the slam back would be, you know, the Baptist hears the Episcopalian say this, and they would go, they have abolished the law. That is God's will or God's word. Yeah. Their teaching is so far off base. So in a way, if that is true, if that language is happening at the time of Jesus, it might be saying, I have not come to abolish the law. I've not come to destroy it, yeah. but I've come to fulfill it. Yeah. Now, this becomes an interesting word because the word plerao, and um, I'd like to go ahead and do a little bit more. I'll try and do some more. Plerao is? Greek. Greek. Okay. Greek, and it's to fill up. The problem is that can be used multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could mean to fill until it's completed and no longer have to do it. It could also be used to refer to something um, that is to better explain it. And for the most part, uh, when Matthew uses that word, it kind of has this idea of a filled to completion. Like once you've filled up the bathtub with water, it's it's full. Can't get any more full. Yeah. It's filled. It's done. And then in the other way, it could be used to mean like, okay, you kind of sort of have it right, but let me explain this a little bit further. And for the most part, Matthew uses it in the first way to the, the completion to filling it. And if you uh, are a Christian believer, um, one of the things that you might uh, lean towards is this idea that God fills it to completion and you're you're done. Um, I am going to kind of start leaning a different way. I'd usually try and, and hold my cards a little closer to my chest or tell you when I don't know. Um, I don't know. And like I said, linguistically and within the pattern of Matthew, I would tend to lean towards that. But then there's this also, also this issue of where does this phrase fall into the book of Matthew and in this teaching? If we think structurally, it does. It, it, the word does seem to mention this idea of, okay, if I'm going to better explain things, then why in the world is he going to go into, if he's finished with the law, then why is he going to go into this next section and start describing things in the law? Yeah. Um, now, one way he could say, I have finished and completed it. So in the next section, when he says he will do this thing where he'll go, you've heard this, blah, 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 but I say to you this. So you could say the you've heard is now finished and done away with, and that this is the new explain, like that's been fulfilled and I would come after that. Yeah. Um, so Also, disclaimer, we're not going to like go into this and tell you, um, what is and is not a sin. Like you're again, this is choose your own adventure. You get to pick what's sending you to hell. We're not going to help you with it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, but check out our, uh, check out our cam girl site. On <laughs> if you want to fix a car. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, turn in a wrench, buddy. Turn in a wrench. That's all. <laughs> I'm turning something. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was always funny though, like little sidebar of being like, you know, especially again, where we're at Southwest Virginia. Like, you know, there's a lot of very, like, weird, like, yeah, so, you know, you can't be, or, okay, so let's, like, without putting anything out there, like, oh, yeah, well, being gay is a sin. What's your view on eating pork? Oh, uh, that, okay, so what he's referring <laughs> to is, I actually, uh, uh, Which, again, we're not saying yes or no to any of it, but it's funny, like, uh, being like, well, you got to do this, this, and this. There's a couple hundred others that you're not acknowledging. Yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> you're, um, you're picking and choosing. It was, uh, I was reading something that one time it was a, a flowchart and it said, uh, do you disagree with homosexuality? And it was all the Bible. It was like a little flowchart. Yeah. And one of them said, um, do you believe that all these laws stand? And uh, if it's, you said yes, then the next era took you to like the world, like uh, you're a Luddite or you're not a Luddite, but you're, you know, you're worthless and the world will be a better place without you. Yeah. And it was interesting because I'm like, just called out the Jewish people. <laughs> the entire everything. When you said they're worthless and not worth living, we said that in the 1930s. <laughs> like, like this I, is a slippery slope. Yeah, you like, like you don't want to go down this route. So, anyways, I do. I, it is one of those things. If you, 
you kind of have to. Yeah. I'm more interested in the logic behind yeah. somebody's argument than what they're actually saying. Which right, is, right. I'm a terrible person for that. It's just always funny to like, you know, it's, it's just trip people up in conversations when it's like, or, or people that are trying to like beat you with a Bible. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, this is the way you need to be living. Well, so, you eat bacon on your cheeseburger? Yeah. Has God had something to say about that? A that, lot. That was that kinda, was a, that was kind of one of the big ones. Um, yeah, I, you know, we uh, I'll have to go and and, and pull out some. Uh, Again, we're not digging. Hebrew. We're not digging yeah. into this. There, we might write a book someday, a kid's book, but you know, right now that's not not a thing just yet. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but uh, so then we have so we have this one idea that plerao means to fill to completion, no longer have to do it. So the the six hundred thirteen are done away with. Yeah. The other idea is he's about to better explain those things. Yeah. And that's another way of saying that. Um, and so that. that so we have this idea. We're not sure which one, which way you want to take that. Whether you mm-hmm. want to go uh, six hundred thirteen, they're done away with, or Jesus is actually just going to explain those better. Um, There's and people that could probably sit and talk about this for hours. Yes, this one verse. This one, and I've had my own family argue with me on this. Actually, yeah. my own family's argued with you on this. <sighs> one time, <laughs> grab the Bible. While you're grabbing the Bible, I'll explain <laughs> this real quick. So one time uh, we were at uh, the gender reveal for w- one of the children. Um, we sh- are we still sure what gender they're going to choose in the long uh, run? Who knows? Who it's, knows? A, it's up to him. It, if he chooses wrong, he's getting the holy chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, but Chris is just like, this is a Neil, blah, blah, blah. Like, just like something about the he Bible. He knows a lot about the Bible. Bible. And then <laughs> he just drops fed like. Fed him to the fucking wolves. The very religious people that have <laughs> had 60 years in church. And I've got like. Twelve. I don't know how long we've been church. Sixty but. years in the same church in Southwest Virginia. Yeah, and then he just walks off, and I'm like, "All right, well, this is going to be a conversation I'm going to have." <laughs> I, and, I I can't believe you're still friends with me at this point. Uh, I, I question that a lot. <laughs> All right, you start doing that flow chart of like, let's do the positive and negatives. Which one adds up? The negative is going to add up. You probably got like two pages. Anyway. All right, so we're going into uh, this. Eighteen. Eighteen. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Is it iota? Like, yeah. not even, or how's it go? But I always remember that. Yeah. Like, not even a mark. A little dot, jot or tittle. Tittle? Tittle, yeah. That has to do with um, writing Hebrew. Uh, that on so, my Pornhub channel. Uh, there is something called. <laughs> you ever seen a tittle? Not one uh, letter, not one iota. Iota is the uh, it's the e sound in Greek, and the e sound in Hebrew is this little mark. It's yud. It's it's like yud. A, it's like a um, it's like an apostrophe. That's pretty much it. It's just the tiniest little thing. Okay, so everybody, welcome to the nerd world. We are going to go to Exodus. Let's Ro- do it. Let's go deep. We're going to go Let's to get e- all up in it. We're going to go to Exodus Rabbah. I think uh, Exodus Rabbah six. And keep in mind, I, I'm just what is impressed. Exodus Rabbah? What's it's Rabbah? Rabbah. It's um, because I know a, Exodus is second, second book, book in the Bible. Rabbah is a commentary on the book of Exodus. Okay, okay, cool. We're gonna go to uh, uh, Rabbah six, um, Jewish writing. Uh, there is a Jewish folktale, and here's how the story goes. Full disclosure: He's not holding a book right now. He, yeah, he just, just, it just sounded like he's opening a book. No, this is straight off the top of this fucking. Yeah, plane. um, I need to do this. Little, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get on my knees. One of these. <laughs> this is this is why I need a better hobby instead of just. All right. So anyway, somebody was telling me the other day that we need to do this. Um, or actually, yesterday I was talking to some dudes. They said we need to start streaming this so that people can like see us. I was like, no, that would be bad. Uh, well, we, we can. It would be funny to see that where he's like, and we're gonna go to da da da, and it comes right out, and they're like, he's not even holding a fucking book. Like the one person watching. Yeah. <laughs> if you want us to do that, start commenting. Commenting. Yeah. Talk we'll, a little shit, and we might let you see our. 
Weird faces. Yeah. Uh, and depending on how much money you're willing to donate, we'll do this shirtless. Yeah. I'm okay I'll with this. I'll send you the Pornhub link. All right. <laughs> We're going to stream your mechanic service. Chris Stanley fixes cars and reads the Bible. I'm excited about people going to Pornhub. One million views. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about people going to Pornhub in order to watch a Bible study. Like that's, <laughs> I think that's my favorite idea right now. Um, okay. So Exodus Ramah 6, it is the story. It's a Jewish folktale, if you will, about what's, uh, what's happening. So uh, in the book of the law of Deuteronomy 17, it talks about the, it tells the king, here are the things the king is supposed to do. One of the things the king is supposed to do is write a copy of the law. They're just writing, you know, just writing their own version, not version of it, but they're like word for word, just yeah. looking at the, like copying out of the textbook, writing it 70 times. So they're writing it down. And the King Solomon, so this, this is the folk tale. Uh, well, actually, truth is that in, in straight up in the Bible is that King Solomon had 300 wives, 700 concubines. It's a lot of work. It is. So now the in, in Deuteronomy 17, it tells the king he's got to do a couple things, a couple things he can't do. One of the things he has to do is write a copy of the Torah, of the law. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing he's not allowed to do is take on many wives. Oh. And so what he did, <clears throat> he gets to this point and he goes... Oh, I can just remove this yud. If I just skip this yud, it actually can change it to where I can have many wives. Instead of saying wife, it'd be like it'd be a kind of wife plural or non-plural yeah, yeah. kind of thing, where it's like ah, just tweak this tweak a little. This. So the story goes is that this yud out of the Bible comes before the Lord Almighty in heaven and prostrates himself before the Lord and says, "You prostrated somebody one time." Yeah, that's on a all. It's that, a different story. <laughs> that is a true story, but a different story. <laughs> um, Anyways, so this Yud prostrates itself before God Almighty and says, you know, one by one. Now, the reason, now let me explain this, that Solomon, the reason he, he raises that Yud is because he understood the intention of the law, not the uh, not just the letter of the law. So it's yeah. kind of this like, I know the intention of it, and, and the intention was don't take on many wives because they will turn your heart towards um, towards uh, other idols and other gods. Huh. So he, the Yud goes and says, and prostrates itself before God and says, Hey, um, if another man like this comes along, one by one, each letter will be taken away. And God says to the to the yud, the least stroke of the pen, the tiniest little mark in the Hebrew alphabet, and says, not one letter, not the single, like the smallest stroke of a pen, will be taken away from the Torah. Damn. So this could be like Jesus saying to everybody, "She turned me into a newt," <laughs> and then the response is. I got better. Yeah. So like the the people who are hearing this would actually hear that Jewish folktale. And know that he's actually pulling something from Johnny Appleseed or uh, John Henry huh. or Paul Bunyan. You know, these these stories that they grew up with and know, yeah. and it's clicking for them. And he's so in a way he's able to refer to the entire story. Um, that is a speculation that I, I believe because I found that in Exodus Rabbah, and that's assuming that that story has been yeah. around since the time that Jesus was speaking. So this idea, not one letter. So this is so he's telling these people now, if you are a Jewish person and Christianity has shown up on the on, on the scene. It's come out of it, and you hear about this guy Jesus, and he's saying all these things. They're bastardizing everything that we know, yeah. and changing it, and doing all these things. And say, so, I've come not to destroy the law, but uh, not to abolish it, but to fulfill it. And he s- repeats the story. Yeah, and your, if you know the whole story, kind of perk up. Hey, okay, oh, what's okay? Well, let's just see what he has to yeah. say real quick. All right, let's move. Because even if you're like, ah, this guy's full of shit, and you hear that, you're like, well, hang on, let's let's hang towards the back of the crowd and just see what's up. Exactly. Like, yeah. So he kind of yeah. Huh. So a little, little bit more. That All right, shifty Jew. Yes, <laughs> the shiftiest. <laughs> Love that guy. Uh, might put him on my Pornhub channel at some point. <clears throat> so we did eighteen. We're doing nineteen. Yeah. 
Anyone who breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So these commands, and there's a good question about the commands. Are we going to be referring to the ones that Jesus is about to explain, assuming that they are different commands? Or is he talking about the the law, the commands? And so you get this idea that to, uh, to break and to uh, teach others not to do these, like that's the bad part. But then the good thing is to do them and to teach them, to continue this and, and push them forward. Yeah. That's. <laughs> He's always fucking with people, this Jesus guy. Yeah. That's a, it's always like this. Damn it. It's so. It, that. Mm. One of the things I really like about it is that, uh, that. It's it, this introduction right now is talking about where Jesus is moving and, and saying, okay, I'm going to give you, don't like, here's the assumption that's been going around. I'm going to give you um, my actual explanation using the, your, your folktale that you understand, you know, yeah. I'm going to re explain this. And then I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm, I'm saying that anyone who teaches and does these things is good. Anyone who breaks and teaches other people not to do, it doesn't practice these things is considered least. Yeah. And he's doing that now. Which commandments he's talking about? Again, are we talking about things that he's about to talk about? Um, or is he talking about the law? Or are they one and the same? Right. And you can have different interpretation. Whichever way you want to go with these, you can choose your own adventure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's a, so let's read the last verse. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of Damn, so you have to know more than the guys who do this for a living, like who are the ones who uphold all this shit. So, right. So the, keep in mind, this is all the introduction. This so is like, all... You're not lawyers, but if you don't, like, again, this is just not Pharisees were lawyers or anything, but if you're not lawyers, or if you're not better than the lawyers around mm-hmm. here, you're not making it, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait, shit. Yeah, so so uh, he needs to, so he's going to say your righteousness, so he needs to describe righteousness. And for the most part, uh, we've talked about this before, is that Matthew, when he uses the term righteous, he's referring to someone's behavior. Uh, um, not anything like Jesus died for our sins and now we are righteous and made in him. That's a Christian and um, I like that. Yeah. That's, that's an encyclopedia. Yeah. That's there. <laughs> but uh, if you're not familiar with that, all you have to know is like being a good person. That's that, like, yeah. that's, and he's referring to the actual behavior of somebody. Are you doing it righteous. to do it? Or are you doing like, it cause you're trying to like do the good, good, do um, it right. Or like be, for, well, for Matthew, he works, he uses it kind of in the idea of just action, your behavior. Matthew's not um, calling out the inside, but that's where we're going to right now. This verse starts to reach into that idea. Um, so uh, we, we've said, okay, um, not to abolish, but to fulfill. Check out this story. I'm going to hint at the story here, and then I'm going to move to this next section where I talk about um, teaching and doing and all the, like, these are things you're supposed to do. And then he, he says, teaching and doing the law, and then he says, unless your righteousness, your behavior exceeds your righteousness, your goodness, or good personness, exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees. Uh, the, the Pharisees are the uh, religious political group, um, and, and again, you have Pharisees that are like, you know, you can, you can have somebody that's running for office that's a Republican, and then you can have just your like guy down the street that's a Republican, and you can still have those, and they're all Pharisees. Uh, a similar belief system, similar action, and the Pharisees, when it first started, they were trying to create a way that they could live out this law of God to the best of their ability. The scribes are the people that are writing the law and, uh, and they would write it over and over again and, and do it. And, and they were kind of the, the people that if you're a rabbi or somebody, 
um, you could always use them as your Google. You couldn't have Google. You couldn't like search engine this stuff. But you had these guys that were scribes that knew the Bible like the back of their hand. And they'd be like, hey, uh, there's that verse, blah, blah, blah. Um, there is a rabbinic saying. Uh, um, what is it? Uh, unfortunate is the rabbi with an honest scribe. <laughs> because the, the scribe would know, like, would be able to, like, that's not what the Bible says. Or right. actually, it says this. Shut too. up. I'm the one telling this story. <laughs> exactly. So, woe to the, yeah, woe to the rabbi with a fair, uh, with a honest scribe. So, your righteousness needs to exceed this. So, what does that mean? And that's exactly where this introduction is leading. Because if Jesus is going to tell you, um, one, I haven't come to abolish the law, I've come to fulfill it. So, he needs to explain this. Uh, and here's an example. I'm going to use a uh, folktale to explain that not the the entire law is going to stand until all is accomplished. And there is a question about whether what does that mean? All is accomplished? Is that when Jesus dies? Um, I will I, I will take a, a stance on this. I think that's a hard. Um, some people think that that the law, the the Torah, the 613 that we mentioned earlier, stands until Jesus dies on the cross, and then once he dies, he's fulfilled the law. He has died for and. It's a lot of Christian theology here. If you're yeah. not if you're not familiar with this, just understand that we were supposed to that Jewish people were supposed to keep those things until Jesus died. Once he died, all of that went away. What makes it a really interesting point there, and why I stand against this in particular, um, is because if that was the case, then why is his the Sermon on the Mount would only need to to be around for the next two and a half years yeah. until Jesus dies? Then it's a free for all. Like you're all good. And then why would Matthew waste the ink and the paper and three full chapters of his biography explaining what people were supposed to do for two and a half years? Yeah. So that's why I don't think that. So that fulfillment could mean like the end of times, which is when the world ends, that these things will go there, um, or all things are filled. Or Jesus filled it, and now let me explain how those things are done away with, and that Jesus come. So. Th- if you're following, there are a couple different ways of looking at it um, about what that means to fulfill and until all is accomplished. But he's finished that. And then uh, then he says, um, you are to teach these things and keep going. And then uh, you are not to abolish, the, which kind of goes back to the whole I've not come to abolish the law. Actually, I'm promoting you to keep teaching these things and go further. Again, a lot of it rests on how are you going to in- interpret the word play rao, that the fulfilling law. Um, what do you, how are you going to interpret that? And then he says, your righteousness needs to exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees. So if you're going to tell me it needs to exceed it, now, Jesus, tell me how. Yeah. And that's what the rest of the Sermon on the Mount is, is how is the righteousness Jesus is ex- talking about different from those of the scribes and the Pharisees? And, that's the, and if you are reading this um, as a discipleship manual, this would make sense. Uh, the discipleship manual, by the way, disciple is a follower of Jesus. If you're like a Christianity manual is the book of Matthew, you open it up and you're like, how do I do this thing? He's saying in this introduction, your righteousness needs to exceed the, the Pharisees and the scribes. Here's how to do it. Um, you could also read this as a, uh, if it's a gospel written specifically to the Jewish people, they're the ones that are going to, as you said, their ears are going to perk up when they hear these these phrases, they're going to pay a lot of attention right now at this moment because this part of the introduction means a whole lot to them. Um, I need to know, before I write, read this any further, are, what, are, what is your take on Judaism, especially when you guys are, have, Christianity has gone so far away from Judaism. You need to assure me a few things before I keep reading. Yeah. So. Anyways, that's the <laughs> next part of the introduction. And I ho- hopefully... 
you don't blow this off. Um, for, for you and me and, and a lot of the listeners, uh, we are not living in this world of Judaism and following and understanding and don't understand the weight and the gravity and the importance of these four verses. Um, but specifically, these little introductory points, there's a reason why you're reading this. If you're, if you're reading through um, a biology book and you get to the mitochondria, you want to know that it's the powerhouse of the cell. God. Like You want to know... <laughs> Like what's going to happen, and you want to know what the importance is, and why I'm reading about the mitochondria. Right. So in the same way, you're reading through this, and you're like, okay, what's that's, important to me? That's the best part. Like especially for me, is like without the context, like just like I power read through the Bible one time, and it was just like, cool. Like that made no fucking sense, but I made it front to back, and yeah. it's like you know, I, I mean, I, my thing right now is I'm reading a bunch of Kerouac, and like. You know, reading it, and you start with early novels, and then you see things, and like, and you're like, dude, this motherfucker's writing about his life. Like, he's not writing about some characters in the novel. Like, you know, you kind of get to know what they're talking about. So, like, talking about Matthew writing something about Jesus, and he's watching this guy kind of taking, and I mean, honestly, like, all these guys are just kind of taking a chance. This motherfucker, like, came up and was just like, hey, dude, you got anything going on? You want to come chill with me for a little while and go, like, do some shit? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then he said, like, I, it, like, it, you know, it's setting the, the setting the tone. Jesus being his own hype man right here, like, you know. So if you when you know this shit going into it, it actually doesn't sound as fucking crazy as it sounded when I was going to church. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Well, looking at the time, looking at the way things are written, looking at like their culture, like this shit, this dumb like stuff that made no fucking sense to me is actually kind of like I understand where it fits into this. It, like for me, reading this straight through, having no religious background and everything, it doesn't make any sense. And these these seem like really weird. Like, blessed are these people, salt and light, and then and don't leave those youths off like, of them letters. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Like, like these weird. It, it seems like somebody took a bunch of quotes and just threw them just together, jammed them together, yeah. and then when you go, oh. Oh, there's a structure to this thing. Yeah. And there's a different mindset in how we read things and how we focus on things compared to a Jewish people. If I can get And he's making references to let you know that he's legit, not just some random guy from the streets. Like he's walking up yeah. there being like, I know my shit. Yeah. And it's like And and even he probably did know a lot, or even didn't, uh, this is getting away from the idea of, of Jesus the, the person, but more of the Matthew the author. Yeah. Like Matthew the author is like putting things in in a way like I'm aiming at this audience. Yeah. Either I'm aiming at this group here, or this like you, you start to see his audience and what he's trying to do and where he's going with it, and why that would differ from Luke, who's writing to a Greek audience, yep. what we assume, or John, who's just on mushrooms, or <laughs> uh, Mark, who's just like then this happened and then this. Mark is like is the action gospel, just slamming bullet points. <laughs> yeah, he's like Mark. Mark had his action Jesus. He's doing stuff all the time. <laughs> action uh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. There's a lot more teaching in uh, in Luke and Matthew and John than there's like Mark. Mark's got it too, but Mark's just like this happened. Then he did this. Then he did that. But these, which is interesting to me, also one of the things that's happening, and as you listen to us talk about Matthew, is we've how often have we talked about Matthew himself, the author, and what he's trying to get across versus Luke or John or Mark, right? Um, so, uh, hopefully, this helps you guys work through this and understand this section. Um, it's a little strange. I know we're trying to get to the cool stuff that everybody knows, yeah. but I really want to set out, if I can set out the introduction, um, then we can better understand where he's going from there and trying to be um, held to the this, uh, this section. And if you think to yourself that, man, I've never heard these things, 
think about your family. Like how how like how many of them are gonna they'll remember the salt and light part, but throw out the part about where you know you have not come to abolish the law. Like what? <laughs> or the part where it says unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees. Yeah. Huh. What? So and and uh, hopefully we will talk about a little bit more about the scribes and the Pharisees coming up. Oh yeah, we'll get into that. The um, whole like social like political structure yeah. and everything. It, it's kind of a it's going to happen sooner or later. Um, I do want to leave you with this. This is just a, a thought on, on the top of my head. Um, when we're, we're talking about the idea of uh, righteousness exceeding it, and he's given this example of uh, Solomon who knew the intention of the law was not to let his heart be led astray, and then God says, don't let one single letter disappear. So there's this idea that maybe like Solomon was a good, wise king, and by knowing the intention of the law, he was going to live out the intention, not necessarily the letter of the law. Hmm. I'll have the wives. I just won't them let them lead me astray. That was the because. Don't take on many wives because they will lead right. you astray. So his he knew that he he was confident himself. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to obey in my spirit, in my heart, but not do the. This is not to say that women action. are evil or anything. No, no, it's no, just no. that like with that much going on, like you're going to lose focus um, on like where you're headed. We'll have to do, talk about Solomon soon. <laughs> yeah, uh, majority of his marriages were all uh, political. Yeah, um, and then the concubines were for fun. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyways, so what I, where I was going with this this uh, this point is right. uh, that um, this idea of intention versus action, and uh, I was I'm for whatever reason I love '90s music. Like I just went back. I can attest to this. I was in middle school. I was supposed to start listening to like Limp Bizkit or whatever else, and I was like, nope, I'm gonna go back and listen to the Spin Doctors and the Gin Blossoms. So, on uh, an early 90s album, New Miserable Experience by the Gin Blossoms, there is a country western song on there. And it's called Cheatin'. And the way the song goes, it says, She was tall, hair dark as midnight, and she wore a ring just like you do. You can't call it cheatin' because she reminds me of you. So, that was beautiful. his intention is, is like, I miss my wife, so my intention is there. The action is not. Um, and I think what's going to end up happening is where, where we're talking about the scribes and the Pharisees is some of the ways that the um, Matthew uh, describes some of these Pharisees, not all of them, but he describes them as people who are doing the right action, but not always having the right intention. Um, that doesn't mean don't take one or the other. Let your righteousness exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees. So how can you do that by combining both the intention and the action and moving forward in life? So that's uh, that sounded really preachy. So if you yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not letting you sing on my Pornhub channel. All right, my automotive slash actually just my automotive channel. Just automotive. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my 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 point in that is just to explain that this is kind of where we're heading right now yeah. when we get into the intention and when Jesus is going to be talking about. He'll be talking about a lot of intention as well as the action um, that'll be mixed in this upcoming section of the teachings uh, that are called the Sermon on the Mount. So thank you for hanging on with us. Tonight. And always um, comment or just drop us a line. Yeah. You know, we're on all the social shit, beerandbible.com or, uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, we're on all those. Say hey. Um, yeah, if you're on Google Play and iTunes, subscribe because every other week we come out with another one of these things and yeah. keep listening to us. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Or just being here. Yep. See you guys. Neil's going to sing next time.